Shid. Doo doo. Small dick energy. Welcome to the Horsepower and Pizza Podcast. It's the Cold Pizza Podcast. Stickers coming soon. Um, For the podcast? Oh, yeah. I, I Hell ordered yeah. them today when I ordered um, the start to the Horsepower and Pizza Fall Collection. So that is going to be ready before H2O this year, I believe. So the question is, real tree or mossy oak? Which one did you go for to for the fall collection? <laughs> didn't do camo this no, year. No camo. No camo. No camo. Um, a now, I'm still waiting on a few finalized designs, but <clears throat> we're going to keep this one short, so I will touch more on that. I'm doing another podcast probably tonight. It'll probably be released in a couple days after this one with Parker Gidney, who is in from Maine. Reckless Ron is also here. I'm not sure if we'll get him on one or not. He just threw his hand up over there. He's there, there on set, but off mic. Um, That's not a professional. Yeah, I, I tried. Um, it's me and RJ tonight. Bailey and RJ. Um, I was in Oregon for the Gambler 500 at the end of June, like we had mentioned previously. So it's been a few weeks. Um... I came home for like two weeks, and then RJ went to, RJ and Shannon both went to Oregon to see our friend Joe. Uh, Shannon is not with us tonight, unfortunately, but RJ and I figured we would sit down and recap Oregon. So, um, starting out, I flew out there with Joe's dad. Mm -hmm. How did you you go? Did you go Denver and then up to Portland, or...? Yes, I flew out Pittsburgh, Denver, Denver to Portland, and then flying back, I went Portland to Newark, New Jersey. Rip thoughts Ew. and prayers. Yeah, any anything but New Jersey. Well, would have been not fine. only New Jersey, but that's so much extra flying. <clears throat> and then New Jersey to PA or mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh. Um, flying out there. Flew out on a Thursday night, so I wanted to check in online the night before. Mm-hmm. Get home from work go to check in and print my boarding passes. It won't let me do it because it's with it. I was like 25 and a half hours away from a flight. You have to be within 24. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to wing night, come home, sign in. So that's what I did. It's like, do you want to choose your seats? I'm like, nah, I don't care. So I just click random seat. God so I'm bless. like, okay, this could be shady. I get sat beside the cutest blonde girl that was on the flight about my age. Oh, okay. And one of my friends is like, yo, like say something funny. Like it'll like try and get her number. I I am the awkward like you I, had, you I had Stonewall. I was like I'm wearing a Prevent Minivan shirt and I can't tell if the woman that's with her <laughs> is her mom or not. So I'm like, it's hot as hell. I'm like sitting there in the pizza hoodie and then I take the pizza hoodie off. I have my arms crossed. Like I looked so awkward and I'm like, yeah, this didn't work. But that being said, super cute. Should have shot my shot. Looked pretty high maintenance. So I'm no, you're oh. into that. You're in, you're on a BMW. Which got rear-ended this morning. But I'll, I'll talk about that on the Parker Gidney podcast, because Parker Gidney was in the car when that happened. Um, yeah, so fly out, get there, left here like 7.40 our time, landed in Portland like 11.45 their time. Mm-hmm. That's about like which is left. Which is Thursday night out there. That's 3 a.m. to you. So that's, two, th- that's quarter to three. Yeah, so Joe, pick, so Joe picks us up at the airport. Joe has to be at work the next morning. He's like, let's go get food. So we went and got food at that pancake at house. Or yeah, like, dude, that, that bro, place. sketchiest little diner I've ever been to in my life. Such good food. So we show up because we did the same thing. We flew out like 7, 730. 
on Wednesday night because we did Wednesday to Monday afternoon. And we fly out Wednesday night. We get there at midnight. And so it's 3 a.m. our time. I'm trying to stay awake. And Joe's like, let's go get food. And I was like, guess we're going to get food. So, you need to keep in mind that RJ and I are in bed by like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at the latest, oh, like during the week. If we have people over and it's around 10, 10, 30, yeah, RJ's I find like, myself okay, on the recliner. Have it's fun. Over. I'm out. Um, but so we, we were like, yeah, let's go to that spot. So I get myself country fried steak. Scrambled eggs with cheese and hash browns and toast, right? And so as I'm eating, I look over to like my left behind Joe's shoulder and in the way back of this. Now you got to realize Portland is what they call a sanctuary city, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that essentially... Yeah, without getting too political, RJ will... Yeah, it, like it's, essentially it means like anything goes, right? So it's like super easy. And if you are homeless of or of low income, they're very welcoming to you. They will take, you know, they'll take care of you. So... When you're driving through Portland, you'll notice the homeless population is intense. Well, the state of Oregon, you're allowed to sleep anywhere on public property. And also shit wherever you want. I didn't know that. I didn't I, know that I, either I saw until some, they told dude, me. You I, can literally, like, wherever I you saw want. some dumb shit. Like, we were riding those lime scooters around. Super fun. Greatest thing I, in the world. Dude, I wish we could get them in Pittsburgh, but people are too stupid to have those in Pittsburgh. I'm an abs- I was an absolute idiot on it. They were so much fun, but, like, we're, like, cruising through the city, like, some dude's snorting something, some dude sitting beside him's like, shooting up on a public bench, yeah. and, like, it just showed me how, that was my first time to the West Coast ever, and it just showed me, like, everybody's like, oh, it's so much more laid back out there, like, it really is, because we're, like, riding lime scooters on a one-way street, not in the bike lane, because we had to make a left turn, and mm-hmm. the bike lane's mm-hmm. on the right side, so, like, we're just riding up, cop drives past us, looks over, nods, keeps going. Dude, you did that shit in Southside, Pittsburgh? Oh, You'd have three cops on you. They'd be questioning, they'd be like, what's your you mom's this? maiden you name? Do you have any drugs up your ass? Where are you going? Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? Are you single? I heard you <laughs> fuck your girl. Is it true? You get money? You think them people you with is with you? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, like, I had know, to go I, off there. But, like, I agree. Like, when we're right... So, number one, the scooters are awesome. But, like... It is the easiest way to quick see Portland. So we did that. Well, what I was getting at Friday. Sorry, what I was getting at with the, like the drugs thing. Joe's like, yeah, literally out here, and because Joe's from Pittsburgh, like he's East Coast, like we are. I mean, Pittsburgh is like grew uh, up here. Pittsburgh's more like Midwest than East Coast, but I'm RJ and I are from Eastern Pennsylvania, so the East Coast. Um, Joe was like, you come out here, everything's laid back, like. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, nobody will say shit about anything that you're doing. Which, yeah. like, I kind of appreciate because there were... It's weird, too, because, like, the speed limits on the highways are, like, 55. So you get on, you cruise, like, 55, 60. Nobody's running up your ass. Nobody... You get on the highway in Pittsburgh, the speed limit's 55. You best be doing 85 because somebody's going to have their Jaguar shoved so far up your tailgate... Yeah. Yep. And you're still not going fast enough in a 55 and you're doing no. 30. Like, I'm not exaggerating. RJ will oh, yeah. agree with Shit, you. Shit, I did that today. I was doing 65 and a 55 and a dude came up on me, like, hard on the brakes. I was like, you do what you got to do, <clears throat> man. I'm not going to stop you. But, like, out there, it's totally different. Dude, and they were bitching so about chill. And they were bitching about traffic. I was like, your traffic is nothing. Like, the girl yeah. was like, oh, yeah, you know, it kind of slows down here. And it was like... You know, maybe came down to like 25. Dude, I couldn't believe it. Okay, well, with the gambler, here's what happened. Joe worked Friday, so I get up Friday morning. 
I only slept a couple hours. Get up Friday morning, call my mom, hang out with Joe's dad. Joe's dad's cool as hell. That was only the second time I met him. Super cool. We go around, get all the stuff we need to go camping and everything. And um, Joe gets home from work. So we, like, load up, go to leave. Like, we had no... The Gambler... Okay, for those of you that don't know what the Gambler is, it started out... It was called the Oregon 500-500 a couple years ago. Basically, you bought a $500 car on Craigslist, and you had to drive it 500 miles, roughly, across Oregon through all sorts of terrain, mm-hmm. like off-road and everything, all the OHV yeah, trails and all and, that shit. Like, yeah. it's cool. And out there, you do have to have an ATV permit. Like, Joe has an ATV permit on the Benz wagon that we had. It's a E320 wagon, 2001. It's a good time. Very comfortable yeah. car. Has Formatic a- car. It's, it's fully, it's like loaded. Quarter, quarter million miles on it drives like a 35,000 mile car. Did drive like a 35,000 mile car. Did. Past yes. Past. Well, we'll our, RJ will get to that. But we broke it. Um, Joe and I broke it before RJ and Shannon flew out there. But they got it. Joe got it fixed, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you well, broke it. Well, well, Joe we'll, fixed it. And let, me, it was... let me do my day by day and then we'll get into this. Mm-hmm. So Friday, we head out in the afternoon, head south from Portland down towards Klamath, which is... Um, that's where, like, the, it's called Gambler Town. It's basically this giant makeshift campground. It was a pumice mine. So think, um, thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of cat litter. Really? Yes. Like, like I'm that s- much, like... I'm just... still shaking cat litter out of my green roaches. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and this is, like, almost a month later at this point. Dusty as hell. Like I, Joe said himself, we probably have permanent lung damage from being there because it's all dust. And that's actually, oh, we're going to get into this. That's why all of the cars out there are rust free because they spread pumice on the roads instead of salt in the winter. Well, as you run over pumice, it just turns to dust and blows off the roads. That's why, that's why everything is rust free. And when I'm talking rust free, like think Toy Story um pizza planet delivery truck tacoma like the early 90s late 80s early 90s tacomas they are everywhere out there they are 2500 dollars. they are completely rust free and they will run forever anybody on the east coast right third gem commonses right so you're 96 to 2000 or 2001 or whatever it was right that generation diesel cummins one of my favorites sounds awesome out here, you can't find that doesn't have a destroyed cab corner or quarter panels, like sides of the bed, that are still intact, right? <clears throat> Let alone the frame being okay. There were work trucks that were out there that were completely well, bent. There wait. were, like, stuff towing, like, like campers. Like, there was a dually that was towing a camper that might have been towing a camper for probably, like, 10, 15 years. Mint. That's, like, the early... The late 80s, early 90s, square body, like 1500 Chevys. Yeah. Same way. The cab corners are all gone. Joe's picking us up at the airport. There's one of those sitting like two cars behind him outside the, the pickup. Yep. I said to Joe's dad, I was like, bro, that truck has never had cab corners touched on it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess like we're just used to that because we live in the Rust Belt on the East Coast. But, but yeah, it that, was pumice, wild. that pumice must help like a ton. Yeah, well... So, Gambler Town is this pumice quarry, dusty as hell. We get there Friday night, and, like, I don't mean to sound like a yuppie or a pretty boy or whatever, like, you want to say, but, like, 
camping to me growing up was like in a camper or going to someone's cabin. Like my family has a cabin. My uncle has a cabin. Like that's, it's not like camping, camping, but like that's glamping glamping. Yeah. Well, that's, that's that's what I'm used to. Like, I don't mean to sound like a pretty boy, but that's so like Joe's dad didn't buy a tent. He bought two giant tarps at Harbor Freight. So he's like, I'm going to build a tent like zip tie it to the um he's gonna zip tie this tarp to the roof rack of the bend and he's like i need a stick like he's gonna like make this whole tent and i said to like joe got an air mattress he's like i'm just gonna sleep in the like the backside of the wagon and i'm like honestly dude i only brought a pillow and a blanket i'm gonna sleep in the um, front seat of the car because the car is so comfortable. So that's what I did. I just kind of reclined the seat. Joe had enough room, and I didn't realize it until the next morning. Joe left the hatch, like, at least partway open, and it got freezing in the car. Like, I didn't... It didn't register with me because it was so dark when we got to Gambler Town because we drove through all these, like, windy, cool Oregon mountain back roads to get there we got there at like 10 10 30 and it's dark but we're at like six thousand feet elevation well like that doesn't register in my head like it's gonna be cold up here at night so i sleep in a hoodie in pants horsepower pizza hoodie you, sh- you should buy one of those if you don't have one already but um no hoodie pants pillow blanket in the front seat reclined Super comfortable, like as far as sleeping in a car goes, super comfortable. Joe leaves a hatch crack, so it gets like dumb cold. And his dad sleeps in a sleeping bag in this like makeshift tent. He said he was comfortable, so like good on him, but I'm glad I didn't sleep out there because I would have froze to death. But um, so we get up in the morning, worst part of the whole trip. Uh, like I said, we're at 6,000. We're at, yeah, RJ already knows, so he's laughing. We're at like 6,000 feet, so I get up, and it's like 5 in the morning, and I, Joe and I just start like walking around looking at cars, like it's sunlight, like starting to get sunlight, it's like 5.30, I'm walking around looking at like everybody's crazy like junk cars and everything, and somebody's like, why are y'all up so early? I'm like, bro, I'm from the East Coast, it is practically lunchtime where I'm from, because I eat lunch at like 10 in the morning, so three hours time difference we were halfway there but joe and i are walking around and they have this place tate is the guy that tate morgan runs the gambler rally and i've never met tate i have nothing bad to say about tate nothing i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here i'm not even gonna say the name of the establishment that helps with the taco stand but they have a taco stand it's Tate's Incredible Taco Shack. The acronym for that is TITS, if you did not pick up on that. Um, they do breakfast burritos. So Joe's like, all right, I'll buy us breakfast burritos. So we get breakfast burritos, get back to the car, sit down. We asked for hot sauce. They gave us, like, mild salsa. So I was already, like, kind of disappointed. But food was good. It had, like, brisket and egg and, like, potato in it. It was super good, or so we thought. I get to the bottom half of it and it's like all potato and they're like crunchy, like not cooked potatoes. 
So I had leftover pizza in the cooler. I eat the pizza later in the day. I'm just drinking Red Bull and water, like trying to stay hydrated. And then I start to feel sick when we go to this other bar for lunch. Well, it turns out I got food poisoning. Joe got food poisoning. Glenn, Joe's dad, gets food poisoning. None of us could keep anything down for, like, the rest of Saturday and, like, into Sunday morning, I was fine. Well, it was bad. Like, we're, like, stopping every, like, 20, 30 minutes on the way home Saturday night, which I'm getting to. Um, we're having, like, a rough time, like, trying to... We're trying to stay in, like, high spirits, but we're just kind of driving around, like, these OHV trails and everything. And, uh, we keep hearing something click up front on, like, the passenger side front. So we're like, I don't know if it's a strut, I don't know if it's an axle, the car has hydraulic struts, the axles are, I mean, it's a 2001 car with a quarter million miles on it, so we're, like, trying to have fun with it, but trying to also have fun with it and keep it safe. Well, um... It starts clanking real bad. The axles to replace on that car are like $1,800 a piece. I think he said it's $1,800 for one side and like twenty two for the other. Yeah, she and she. So we're like, okay, we should probably just like chill with this because the axles are going clankety-clank. I'm coming for your bank. So um, it's like three four o'clock on saturday and joe's like well we should probably just head back and i'm like like back to gambler town and camp again or like do you want to go back to your house in portland and he's like i mean i don't really care like i don't he's like it's up to you like this is your vacation i'm like listen dude like i don't care one way or the other like none of us feel good like we should probably just go back to portland like but if you want to stay like i don't care one way or the other i'm so i don't care what we do. I'm always the one that's like, I don't care what we do. Let's just make a decision and do something. So we decided we were just going to go back to Portland because there were some things that he wanted to show me. His dad had already been out there, but he wanted to show me since it was my first time out there. And like, I didn't have that much time out there. So we drove back. Well, I drove back Saturday night. It was like three, three and a half hours back North to Portland car drove fine. It tracked straight. It didn't really like, make too much noise or anything going home didn't ride rough so we get back to portland and uh get cleaned up and that was a really nice shower to take after just kind of being out we were only out there for like a day but like i said i'm kind of a pretty boy i guess when it comes to that and uh being hot and then cold and then hot and then cold and then dusty and then it rains for 10 minutes and then it's sunny again like it was just you get really gross really fast so i mean all in all the gambler was a good time uh i didn't take that much video i'll probably do like a highlights reel video at some point and then we'll have that on the youtube channel i have a bunch of pictures and stuff i'm slowly posting to instagram and like i should probably do an album on the website and do like a write-up i'm off the next few days so i'll probably work on that a little bit tomorrow and uh portland super cool sunday we got up went to get breakfast like i'm finally i'm feeling better joe still felt like trash into like monday as far as like when 
I talked to him and his dad, I think Monday or Tuesday, they were both like still feeling it. I felt fine by Sunday, got breakfast. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but when Joe moved out there, he took a job at Nike that was, I don't know if we're supposed to keep that low key or not. It's not a, it's a huge company. There's nothing to keep low key. He works for Nike and, uh, Nike is uh, politics and everything aside. I don't care anything that's going on with the Colin Kaepernick or anything. It's literally all of our parents' generations and like baby boomers and everybody that's pissed about that. Like none of us millennials give a fragment of a flying fuck. That's the first time I'm going to say fuck on a podcast in a long time. None of us care. We really don't live your life. Believe in whatever you want to believe in. Don't be a twat. I say that almost every episode. Don't be a twat. So, Nike is my favorite um, athletic wear company. Their shoes are very comfortable. I, I've always liked Nike. So, Joe gets this job at Nike. He's like, yeah, I'll take you to the campus, and, like, you can see the Nike corporate campus, Nike World Headquarters. It's awesome. Like, if you get the opportunity to do it, do it. Um, super cool, super fun, and then, obviously, I went shopping at the Nike store, and... It was, it's really cool. I'm, I'm into three things, four things. Um, motocross, cars, five things. <laughs> football. The list will just keep getting longer. No, motocross, cars, football, golf, and sliding in my buddy's sister's DMs. Hey. But, um... <laughs> um yeah, so... Like, I grew up, uh, obviously I was born in 95, grew up watching golf with Reckless Ron and Tiger Woods, dominated the late 90s, won the Masters in 97, um, just kind of kicked ass the whole time I was growing up. And obviously there's been off-course scandals with him and everything else, but everybody said his career was done. So, like, to watch him win the Masters this year and, like, Tiger's back. Like, he's back reigning. Like, they had this limited edition Tiger Woods shirt with Frank, the Tiger that is his, like, driver cover on it. And, like, everybody knows, like, he has this Tiger that covers his golf club that is named Frank. So there was a Frank shirt. So, of course, I had to pick that up. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. I saw it, but I didn't get it. Super tight. Yeah. Um, The shirt was cool. And then I've always wanted a pair of Stefan... Janoski's never, uh, never bought a pair. And here we are, like, when did they come out? 10, 12 years ago, they started coming out with those, Reach. Put Instagram down and respond. Let, let's well, participate I'm trying here. To, I'm trying to think of when they started getting it, big. Because I know that they've been, they've been in the skate community for a long time. Right, they're, they're Nike SBs. And SB came out probably 10, 12 <laughs> years ago. I just never bought a pair. So I'm at Nike. I'm like, no, like, this is it gonna pull the trigger so i got a pair of janoski twos they're like a fly knit type material like they're stretchy they're Mm -hmm. they had black or they had white and we said comfortable guess which ones bailey's gonna ruin so we got the black ones um i also got this super cool all maroon all maroon everything like if you don't if you don't know now you know um all maroon everything i got an all maroon everything nike backpack which joe got at a sample sale so, like, you will not find this back... I have, like, the sample tag that came with it. Um, 
really hyped on that too. And then we do, oh, well, this is a automotive podcast. Not even the coolest thing after Nike. Joe's like, you want to go to the coast? I was like, yeah, we can do that. He's like, okay, it's like an hour there and an hour back. Like, we can spend a couple hours there before you got to get to the airport because I flew out at like 11 p.m. So I'm like, how about we go to World of Speed, which is an automotive museum out there that we stopped at on Friday on the way to the Gambler. It was like where the Gambler rollout was happening or whatever. They have Andretti's collection right now. Wow, that's badass. Mario Andretti is the most famous person I've ever met when I was like eight or nine years old. So as soon as I found out Andretti's collection was there, I was like, Joe, can we skip the coast and like go see Mario's car? He's like, yeah, we can go do that. It's like 10 bucks to get into the museum, dude. It was so sick. And then mm-hmm. because the Gambler Rally was coming through, the day before we were there, they opened a Group B rally exhibit. There's all sorts of Group B. For those of you that don't know what Group B is, the whole horsepower and pizza and race cars and fuckery that's Group B yeah, from back in the 80s. So, quick synopsis. The, the Group B rally was all of the major manufacturers said, um, we're going to start doing rally. And as that progressed, there was a class called Group B, and it was literally anything goes. So, all of your Audi Quattros, like your Audi TT is loosely based on an Audi Quattro. Um, that's when they developed the Quattro <clears throat> system. Your Lancia Deltas were big then. Um, there were some Porsches that were racing too. It's just pure badassery. And the dudes have, look up a compilation online. The dudes have no sense of self-worth. Yeah. It, they got deemed too unsafe. And, and that's, they stopped that. Yeah, that's why they stopped Group B. So what day was that? That was Sunday. And then we went back. After there, we went downtown Portland mm-hmm. and cruised around like by the waterfront and everything mm-hmm. on the lime scooters and then went back to the house. I fell asleep on the floor for like an hour and then we went to yeah parker's rocked he's tired as hell. <laughs> um he falls asleep every chance he, like he fell asleep in the car earlier it's, today. it's funny I wish I was like that. um and then so i got up at like eight in the morning slept like an hour in the afternoon and then got on a plane at 11 p.m had a window seat kid kid in the middle kept falling asleep and like leaning over on me so i i'm like i don't know you kid so i kept like shoving him back and then landed in New Jersey. Obviously, you get the extra three hours added to this because of the three-hour time change. Land in New Jersey at, like, 9 a.m.? Mm-hmm. No. 7 a.m., fly out at, like, 9 to get back to Pittsburgh. Or 9.30, get to Pittsburgh at, like, 11. Yeah. And then I was up till 11 p.m. that night. Well, I did the math with Parker yesterday when I picked him up at the airport. I think... I was up like 39 hours. Oh, it's, it's with rough. like, I slept for like an hour on the plane and an hour at Joe's house. So, like, I was up 39 hours, but like, what good does two hours of sleep broken up throughout the day do for you? It was yeah. bad. So, you got a little bit of a cat nap in. But yeah, because that's what I realized. That's what I ran into on my side was when we started going to Portland, left at 7 30, flew in, went to the, um, went to that spot, right? And got, I got my um, country fried steak, and... I, f- I forgot to say what I got. I got a Philly cheesesteak better than any Philly cheesesteak that I have had in Pittsburgh. No shit. Which doesn't take much. No, but, but still, I mean, I mean like, the West Coast being better than Philly was like... 
or better than Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so sad. Because like when I was starting to talk about like the homeless population and stuff, there is a woman in the back, and she's like all covered up. She's got like a like she's got like a big blank around her, and she's taking a ketchup bottle, and she's starting to go, and like treating the ketchup bottle like a rocket. Flying yeah, through R- the air. RJ's flying an imaginary rock and then, in front of like, his face. And then, like, taking, like, a glass and, like, like, making all of these sounds. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm half asleep. I have no idea what's going on. But that was my first introduction to Portland was great yeah, diner was, breakfast food and then homeless people. Joe was kind of like, he's like, yeah, anything goes. He's like, just kind of keep to yourself. And yeah. he's like, don't stare. Well, that's Which, what I like, I, I try and be, like, I, I get it. Not everybody... Some people are down on their luck. Some people, hell, there's some people that choose to live like that. Like, as weird as that sounds, there are there are people that they get sick of society and they're like, well, I mean, I can, like, do what I want and, like, obviously not have, like, if they don't care about, like, we're in a capitalist country. Like, people care about possessions and acquiring things and making a game of that. Right. There's people that don't care about that stuff. They're like, fuck it, I'll sleep on the park bench tonight and, like, I'll deal with tomorrow's problems tomorrow. And, like, if you're at peace doing that and you're not harming anybody else, more power to you. I have have no problem with that. But, um... But, yeah, so, like, I had that, went to bed. The next morning, Shannon, uh... Shannon had to work, so she was working remote because her job allows her to do that. Joe went into work, so I was to myself. So I had gone on what is essentially the motorcycle version of Turo... And rented myself a uh, 2018 Yamaha MT-07. So if anybody knows anything about bikes, uh, parallel twin, 650cc, um, and it is a naked bike. So great in the city, great on some back roads as soon as you hit the highway. Total pain in the ass. You're getting beat with with wind. Show up. Uh, it's it's kind of strange. You show up to the person's house, um, and this guy was working, so he had a lockbox outside. So he gave me the code. He was like, as soon as you get there, send me a picture with you next to the bike, and I'll give you the code. Gave me the code. Unlock that. Get the key. I had my stuff shipped out with me, um, and I took the bike, um, and I rode it from this guy's place about a half hour north of Portland up probably another 10, 15 miles, and then east towards these reservoirs along Mount St. Helens. And dude, as a motorcycle rider, some of the greatest roads I've been on. Super smooth, well-maintained, after you get up past the last town near the reservoirs, it, is, it was literally 15, 20 miles, if not more, of just left, right, left, right, along the side of a mountain. So I get all the way to the end, to like the last town, I hook a left and go up towards, like, really into the mountains. So I must have been at, like, nine, ten thousand 10,000 feet. Because um, I could see Mount St. Helens snow-capped, like, farther out. So, rode around there, turned around, like, after I got to a certain point, because I was going to run out of gas. <laughs> Took it back down the hill, stopped yeah, you at the town. don't know sticks like that, like, big woods oh. sticks, until you're out there and you're like, if I run out of gas, I'm screwed. Like, not a structure for 40 screwed. miles. Screwed. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I turn around, and I got to this place, and it's this little tiny store, right? And there's, like, one dude behind the counter, like, some of the lights are on, and there's a giant white tank that holds all the gas outside. He goes, we have premium premium unleaded. That's it. I was like, okay, sign me up. I was like, all right. He goes, all right, I got to turn the pumps on for you. So he had to, like, reach under his counter and, like, turn a programmer on to turn the gas pumps on so I could use it. Um, filled up there, <clears throat> took it all the way back. 
um, ended up going to a place called the Bridge of the Gods, which is a 200-foot bridge that's open grade. I'm out. And I was on a bike. I'm out. And I've never done that before. I'm out. And it's sketched. <laughs> the only time I've ever been that high, and I wasn't even on a bike, was in West Virginia. There's a place like that, and I went across this bridge, but... Like, the person in front of me is crawling. I'm like, I'm on the phone with Shannon. I'm like, this person is crawling. I'm freaking out. I have never been this high on a bridge before. Like, I made it across. Like, I stalled the bike when I had to pay my fare at the other side of the bridge. Um, oh, took yeah. it home. And there's a troll toll on the bridge. Yeah, it's literally a dollar for motorcycles. Literally a dollar. <laughs> so, rode it the rest of the way back. Um, and so, I get back to the house. I pick the bike up with 11 miles on it. A lot. Does this dude just buy bikes to rent on this? So, long story short, guy got his motorcycle license in March, went to go ride the bike, got rear-ended at a stoplight, not that you know anything oh, about that. I don't that. know anything about that. Um, knocked him off the bike and skidded the bike, like he had frame savers on it, and he had the bike shipped back to his house and hadn't touched it since, like, the end of March. Mm-hmm. And so... Might as well make your money somewhere. Well, so I, he said it pays, you know, pays for the... I, I paid, like, $100 for the thing, and then with all the extra add-ons and safety and insurance, it came to, like, 160 bucks for the day. Which, which not bad. Whatever. So, rode, um, rode it back to Joe's house, caught up with Shannon, because she wanted to go out for a little bit. And by the time I got back to the house, before I dropped the bike off to him, I had 245 miles on it. And so Joe goes to me, hey, is there a mileage limit on that? And I went, fuck. I was like, I have no idea. So <laughs> I like, I was like, well, I'm already too far now. So I just kept riding. Shannon and I went out for like another 30-mile ride, and then it was about 25 miles to get the bike back to him. I dropped the bike off to the dude, right? And uh, I like told him his chain is loose, like just like wash the bike beforehand. And like the, he hasn't texted me about like, hey, why the fuck did you put so many miles on it? So I guess I'm in the clear. Um, That's my theory with why. Never mind. We'll, we'll get to that. Often. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, next day we Shannon and I took the wagon out because she had the day off and Joe was working. And Shannon absolutely fell in love with it. Like, that's her favorite thing he's she's ever driven. Like, she would no rather have any other vehicle than a freaking... It'd be a damn shame if she knew somebody that owned a Yamaha dealership that could help her... No, 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 not oh, that. Oh, the, the Benz. The, the Benz, oh, the Benz. Dude, that car is so... Favorite perfect. thing she's ever driven is that Benz. You know, and my so, neighbor has one identical to it. I didn't realize it until after I got back from eat, Portland. Four-wheel drive, too? Yeah. Yes. That's wild. I mean, I didn't know that, but... No, it's not... I mean, it doesn't have the... Paul's eye, police wrap on it. Yeah. But there's one for sale on Craigslist right now for a hundred and or twelve hundred dollars with hundred and sixty five thousand miles. Joe on paid it? for that one. Twelve hundred yeah. bucks. It'd be the it'd be worth it. Um so took that wagon, Shannon drove it, loved it, and then uh we stopped at a couple of waterfalls that were gorgeous, stopped at an old uh mill that was pretty cool. Um left from there, went to go hang out with uh Joe's friend downtown took the scooters out, acted like a complete degenerate, jumped it off curbs, tried to rail slide it once. Um, then we went and we drank. And the bar scene in Portland is pretty it's dope. Literally all of Portland is Southside Pittsburgh. Yeah. For those of you that have been to Southside in Pittsburgh. I um, um, do not like Southside Pittsburgh. Because so I, I tend to not, to not um, hang out with people my own age because people my own age uh, subtract the group that we hang out with are generally disrespectful degenerates and 
You're not about that I'm life. I'm not about that life. I'm not about yeah. Tinder and the bar scene. And but Why are you giving me side eye there, Gidney? He's like... Because I, I thought you were looking at me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, man, I like swiping hard in these parts. But, um, no, I'm not about all that. Like, I just don't really get along with that many people our age. And that's what... Oh, well, then, like, Southside Pittsburgh is weird. Because, like, you have all the people, like, my age and, like, our age that go out there and act like degenerates. And then you have people that are, like, old enough to know better, old enough to be doing, like, the whole meme of, what's the move tonight, bro? You're 29. Like, go start a family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But we, like we, we know enough of those people, too. So it's, like... I felt like it was well put together, though. I felt like it wasn't as, like, like south side as you might think. But, like, the bars were cool. We went to a place called Church, which had, like, a bunch of, like... No, like, that... I eat, saw your pictures Eat, drink, there. repent that type cool. stuff on there. Um, and then went to bed Saturday. I forget like what we did. We just kind of really like hung out. I think we just ended up doing a whole bunch of stuff. It was just cool to like go out. Like, obviously I haven't seen Joe since he moved out. Like he FaceTimes me from time to time. Like we text all the time, but like, it was just cool to like go out and just like see where he's at and like see like he's doing really well for himself Mm -hmm. and he seems genuinely happy and like. It was just cool to, like, get out and catch up with him. And, like, got to keep in mind, I only met Joe, like, a year ago. Yeah, and you're out flying across country, flying to, across hang country to hang out with him. Hell, like, you only met Par- him a year I, ago. I've been friends with Parker since, like, 2015, and we've texted. I'll get into that on the other podcast. Yeah. We've texted pretty much every day, and the only time I met, the first time I met him is when I picked him up at the airport when he flew in for Grand Prix last year. But uh, we got well, obligations I- tonight. Yeah, let me I'll, let me finish up quick. I want to do the, the wagon story. Okay. So yeah, sorry. Just to hit that. Um, so Saturday did whatever. Left around <clears throat> like noonish to get to the beach. So the beach is about third. Well, where we wanted to go was about three and a half hours from from where Joe lives. So hop on there and like you'd mentioned, the axles needed to be replaced. So Joe, in the meantime, between when you were there and we were there, sent the car to go get the axles replaced. Um, got the car back literally the day that we flew in. Like, he picked us up the day that he, like, got the wagon back. So, we're driving it around. Shannon drove it all day on Friday. So, we hop in the car, we pack it up, and we start headed out. So, we get to Eugene, which is about two hours south of Portland, and we start hearing this noise. Like, when you turn right, it doesn't make the noise, but when you turn left, it makes the noise. So, we're like, all right, well... What kind of noise? Like, like almost like a wheel bearing is going back. Okay. And so, we're like, all right, whatever. It doesn't really... No, it doesn't it? It's not hurting anything. It's it shaking. Or yeah, anything? no, just yeah, making a noise. So we stop in Eugene, and I want to get cigars, and then we had to run to Target. So we get that stuff, and while Shannon and I run into Target, Joe goes, "Hey, I'm gonna look at the car." So jacks the car up, pops the center cap off, and looks. We come out, and he's beat red. I was like, "Oh, oh like it's Joe, warm." When Joe gets red, like you know that something's yeah. wrong. Like when he gets frustrated, he turns bright red. That's. And so, like, I see that, and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So I was like, hey, dude, what's wrong? He goes, and those cars do not have axle nuts. No. They have axle bolts. Yes. So the bolt goes into the end of the axle to squeeze the wheel and the hub onto there. So he goes, axle bolts on the passenger side, finger tight. Axle bolts on the driver's side, non-existent. I was like, you're fucking with me. You're kidding. He goes, nope. So he pulls that bolt out. We start calling around because he was like, if we can find an axle, then we can do the whole thing. So he's like, I'm willing to pay for the axle, get the bolt, sell the axle, whatever. 
So we're like calling around, calling around, calling around. Nobody has it. Finally, somebody has an axle. So we like run to that place. No bolt in the end of the axle. He was like, I've never seen it. He goes, everyone that I've, I've seen and I've Somebody probably like, did the same thing. They probably bought it, took the bullets and returned it. Yeah. And so we can't find that there. We run to Home Depot. We try to find it. Nothing. Um, we literally, the woman at Home Depot was absolutely amazing because she called literally every place with us. Um, so Joe was like, well, screw it. He goes, it'll like wobble a little bit, but it's not going to be too bad. We'll survive. So we start driving, right? And it's pretty flat, pretty, fl- which it's weird. Portland will be like super mountainous and then like Kansas flat and then super mountainous yeah, again. I noticed that too. So we get to the hills and the car downshifts and it starts going, like it almost sounds like a supercharger. And Joe and I look at each other and we're like, fuck. So he pushes on it to have it downshift and it goes, like the fucking drive shaft just blew out of it. But it heard no, we heard no noise. And so he pulls us out of the road. He goes, that's never done that before. Throws it into park, turns it off, turns it back on again, throws it in a drive. Still makes the noise, but crawls up the hill. So we had about 25 miles to get to the campsite. So we limped this thing all the way there. It would like whine and it would make noise and it was starting to slip and then it would pop out of gear and you'd have to turn on the side of the road, turn it off, turn it back on again. Camped at the campsite, woke up the next morning and was like, all right, we're just going to, like, make it home. So, get all the way home, um, and that, or, well, we tried to go home. We got probably about 10, 15 miles, um, and the car would not go up the slightest incline. And I was like, oh, here we go. This will be fun. So, what we're figuring it is, is the, like, on Subarus, they're open differentials, so as soon as one has a weak point, it just grinds that axle and then sticks on that axle. So, we had to literally try to keep it so that it wouldn't try to transfer stuff. Get all the way to this town and had a three and a half hour tow truck ride. That sounds cheap. From there, it was not. But the dude was awesome. So, quick side note on him. Dude fought in Vietnam, right? Badass stories. Had an old Impala. And he said he sent it to a shop in California to get built. If you know anything about motors and cars, Mickey Thompson and Keith Black built the first motor he put in that car. And that was the first street motor they ever put in a vehicle was this dude's car. And it was insane. Um, he's telling me tight. this. My jaw's on the ground. Um, but no, that was a kind of sh- a oh, shitty ending the, to it. The but other it, thing was when we were at World of Speed, they had one of Grumpy's toys. Really? Yeah. He knew he knew all the guys from the circuits, all that stuff. But overall, I'd say Portland was a cool experience. No. I liked it. I liked just being there and, and trying was to cool see something different. Saturday night when I drove back up to Portland from Klamath, it was cool. Like We went all the same like mountain roads that we had taken on the way he still wants his food and everything oh, i'm just trying to clean um up. he like all the roads that we took getting down there we took coming back but it was in the afternoon like evening so yeah. there was like i got to drive it all in golden hour and like see it all in the day like, it was it was tight um but yeah oh i got to hold snow on june 29th that's amazing never thought i'd be able to say that that was cool um yeah, we're going to wrap this here. because We're going we have... to Barnes Brothers Motorcycles and Steel City Harley's Bike Night located in South Point, Pennsylvania. If you are free, show up. We leave in now. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to hear this now, but it's every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. 7? Yeah, ish. Eh. There, there's a Steel Cactus. There's a... Six till the old Harley dudes want to leave. Yeah. The old Harley dudes want to leave. There's a... Uh, it's... 
it's pretty tight. It, and support the homies. Barnes Brothers Motorcycles Off-Road, uh, Cannonsburg, PA. I don't have the phone number right now, but you know where to check him out. Nick Fratzor running uh, Pro Series. Watched him a couple weeks ago at Redbud. Saw him race on a TV in a bar yeah, in Portland. That was the race from Redbud that Chance Amazing. and I watched. Yeah. Amazing. Super tight. Privateers. Support the Privateers. Um, support Horsepower and Pizza. Go to www.horsepowerandpizza.com. At Horsepower and Pizza on any form of social media possible. We out. And uh, we out.